0: Welcome to the Daily Walk Podcast, brought to you by Walk Through the Bible. The Daily Walk Podcast is a daily devotional that will guide you on a life-changing journey through the Bible in one year. Join us every day to hear the entire Bible in a year, alongside a daily devotional
1: thought that will help bring God's
0: Word alive for you.
1: Today's Daily Walk devotion comes from 2 Samuel, chapters 21-24. to Years of ruling the nation and getting into and out of trouble have taken their toll on David, leaving him faint in battle and feeble in old age. But though David can no longer pursue the enemy, problems continue to pursue him to the end of his reign. A broken treaty with the Gibeonites results in three years of famine. A sinful census leads to the deaths of 70,000 Israelites. But in each case, David repents of his sinful ways and assumes the familiar posture of a worshiper of God, the hallmark of his life. To the end of his days, David remains a man after God's own heart. Now let's listen to 2 Samuel 21-24. through 2
2: Samuel 21 During the reign of David, there was a famine for three successive years. So David sought the face of the Lord. The Lord said, It is on account of Saul and his blood-stained house. It is because he put the Gibeonites to death. The king summoned the Gibeonites and spoke to them. Now the Gibeonites were not a part of Israel, but were survivors of the Amorites. The Israelites had sworn to spare them, but Saul, in his zeal for Israel and Judah, had tried to annihilate them. David asked the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you? How shall I make atonement so that You will bless the Lord's inheritance. The Gibeonites answered him, We have no right to demand silver or gold from Saul or his family, nor do we have the right to put anyone in Israel to death. What do you want me to do for you? David asked. They answered the king, As for the man who destroyed us and plotted against us so that we have been decimated and have no place anywhere in Israel, let seven of his male descendants be given to us to be killed, and their bodies exposed before the Lord at Gibeah of Saul, the Lord's chosen one. So the king said, I will give them to you. The king spared Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, because of the oath before the Lord between David and Jonathan, son of Saul. But the king took Armoni and Mephibosheth, the two sons of Aiah's daughter, Rizpah, whom she had borne to Saul, together with the five sons of Saul's daughter Mirab, whom she had borne to Adriel, son of Barzillai, the Maholathite. He handed them over to the Gibeonites, who killed them, and exposed their bodies on a hill before the Lord. All seven of them fell together. They were put to death during the first days of the harvest, just as the barley harvest was beginning. Rizpah, daughter of Aiah, took sackcloth and spread it out for herself on a rock. From the beginning of the harvest till the rain poured down from the heavens on the bodies, she did not let the birds touch them by day or the wild animals by night. When David was told what Aiah's daughter Rizba, Saul's concubine, had done, he went and took the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan from the citizens of Jabesh Gilead. They had stolen their bodies from the public square at Bethshan, where the Philistines had hung them after they struck Saul down on Gilboa. David brought the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan from there, and the bones of those who had been killed and exposed were gathered up. They buried the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan in the tomb of Saul's father Kish, at Zelah in Benjamin, and did everything the king commanded. After that, God answered prayer, in behalf of the land. Once again, there was a battle between the Philistines and Israel. David went down with his men to fight against the Philistines, and he became exhausted. And Ishbai Benab, one of the descendants of Repha, whose bronze spearhead weighed 300 shekels, and who was armed with a new sword, said he would kill David. But Abishai, son of Zeruiah, came to David's rescue. He struck the Philistine down and killed him. Then David's men swore to him, saying, Never again will you go out with us to battle, so that the lamp of Israel will not be extinguished. In the course of time, there was another battle with the Philistines, at Gob. At that time, Sebekai, the Hushathite, killed Saph, one of the descendants of Repha. In another battle with the Philistines, at Gob, El-Hanan, son of Jair, the Bethlehemite, killed the brother of Goliath the Gittite, who had a spear with a shaft like a weaver's rod. In still another battle which took place at Gath, there was a huge man with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, twenty-four in all. He also was descended from Repha. When he taunted Israel, Jonathan, son of Shemaiah, David's brother, killed him. These four were descendants of Repha in Gath and they fell at the hands of David and his men. 2 Samuel 22 David sang to the Lord the words of this song when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge, and my Savior. From violent people you save me. I called to the Lord, who is worthy of praise, and have been saved from my enemies. The waves of death swirled about me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called to the Lord. I called out to my God, From his temple he heard my voice. My cry came to his ears. The earth trembled and quaked. The foundations of the heavens shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils. Consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared. On the wings of the wind he made darkness his canopy around him, the dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of the brightness of his presence bolts of lightning blazed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven, the voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemy. With great bolts of lightning he routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed, and the foundations of the earth laid bare at the rebuke of the Lord at the blast of breath from his nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord has dealt with me. According to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, he has rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I am not guilty of turning from my God. All his laws are before me. I have not turned away from his decrees. I have been blameless before him, and have kept myself from sin. The Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his sight. To the faithful you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the devious, you show yourself shrewd. You save the humble, but your eyes are on the haughty to bring them low. You, Lord, are my lamp. The Lord turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's Word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in Him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You make your saving help my shield. Your help... "'has made me great. "'You provide a broad path for my feet "'so that my ankles do not give way. "'I pursued my enemies and crushed them. "'I did not turn back till they were destroyed. "'I crushed them completely, and they could not rise. "'They fell beneath my feet. "'You armed me with strength for battle. "'You humbled my adversaries before me. "'You made my enemies turn their backs in flight.' and I destroyed my foes. They cried for help, but there was no one to save them. To the Lord, but he did not answer. I beat them as fine as the dust of the earth. I pounded and trampled them like mud in the streets. You have delivered me from the attacks of the peoples. You have preserved me as the head of nations. People I did not know now serve me. Foreigners cower before me. As soon as they hear of me, they obey me. all lose heart. They come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives. Praise be to my rock. Exalted be my God, the rock, my Savior. He is the God who avenges me, who puts the nations under me, who sets me free from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes. From a violent man you rescued me. Therefore, I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing the praises of your name, He gives his king great victories. He shows unfailing kindness to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. 2 Samuel 23 These are the last words of David. The inspired utterance of David, son of Jesse, the utterance of the man exalted by the Most High, the man anointed by the God of Jacob, the hero of Israel's songs. The Spirit of the Lord spoke through me. His word was on my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The Rock of Israel said to me, When one rules over people in righteousness, when he rules in the fear of God, he is like the light of morning at sunrise on a cloudless morning, like the brightness after rain that brings grass from the earth. If my house were not right with God, surely, He would not have made with me an everlasting covenant, arranged and secured in every part. Surely He would not bring to fruition my salvation and grant me my every desire. But evil men are all to be cast aside like thorns, which are not gathered with the hand. Whoever touches thorns uses a tool of iron or the shaft of a spear. They are burned up where they lie. These are the names of David's mighty warriors. Josheb-Bashabeth, a Tachemmonite, was chief of the three. He raised his spear against eight hundred men, whom he killed in one encounter. Next to him was Eleazar, son of Dodai, the Ahohite. As one of the three mighty warriors, he was with David when they taunted the Philistines gathered at paz Mim for battle. Then the Israelites retreated, but Eleazar stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. The troops returned, Eleazar, but only to strip the dead. Next to him was Shema, son of Agi, the Hararite. When the Philistines banded together at a place where there was a field full of lentils, Israel's troops fled from them. But Shammah took his stand in the middle of the field. He defended it and struck the Philistines down, and the Lord brought about a great victory. During harvest time, three of the thirty chief warriors came down to David at the cave of Adullam, while a band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. At that time, David was in the stronghold, and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David longed for water and said, "'Oh, that someone would get me a drink of water!' from the well near the gate of Bethlehem. So the three mighty warriors broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem, and carried it back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out before the Lord. Far be it from me, Lord, to do this, he said. Is it not the blood of men who went at the risk of their lives, and David would not drink it? Such were the exploits of the three mighty warriors. Abishai, the brother of Joab, son of Zeruiah, was chief of the three. He raised his spear against three hundred men whom he killed, and so he became as famous as the three. Was he not held in greater honor than the three? He became their commander, even though he was not included among them. Benahiah, son of Jehoiada, a valiant fighter from Kabziel, performed great exploits. He struck down Moab's two mightiest warriors. He also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. And he struck down a huge Egyptian, although the Egyptian had a spear in his hand. Benaniah went against him with a club. He snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Such were the exploits of Benaniah, son of Jehoiada. He too was as famous as the three mighty warriors. He was held in greater honor than any of the thirty. But he was not included among the three And David put him in charge of his bodyguard Among the thirty were Azahel, the brother of Joab Elhanan, son of Dodo, from Bethlehem Shema the Herodite Eliqah, the Herodite Helez, the Paltite Ira, son of Ikish, from Tekoa Abiezer, from Anathoth Sebekai, the Hushathite, Zalman, the Eohite Mahari, the Netaphethite Heled, son of Banah, the Netaphethite, Ithi, son of Ribai, from Gibeah in Benjamin, Benaiah, the Perathonite, Hidai, from the ravines of Gash, Abbi Alban, the Arbathite, Asmaveth, the Barhamite, Eliabai, the Shalbanite, the sons of Jashan, Jonathan, son of Shema, the Hararite, Ahiam, son of Sharar, the Hararite, Eliphalet, Son of Abishai, the Machathite, Eliam, son of Ahithophel, the Gelonite, Hezro, the Carmelite, Parai, the Arbite, Egal, son of Nathan from Zobah, the son of Hagri, Zelek, the Ammonite, Nahari, the Birathite, the armor bearer of Joab, son of Zeruiah, Ira, the Ithrite, Gareb, the Ithrite, and Uriah, the Hittite. There were thirty seven in all. 2nd Samuel 24 Again the anger of the Lord burned against Israel and he incited David against them saying Go and take a census of Israel and Judah So the king said to Joab and the army commanders with him Go throughout the tribes of Israel from Dan to Beersheba and enroll the fighting men so that I may know how many there are But Joab replied to the king May the Lord your God multiply the troops a hundred times over and may the eyes of my lord the king see it. But why does my lord the king want to do such a thing? The king's word, however, overruled Joab and the army commanders, so they left the presence of the king to enroll the fighting men of Israel. After crossing the Jordan, they camped near Eroer, south of the town in the gorge, and then went through Gad and on to Jazair. They went to Gilead and the region of Tatim, Hodshai and on to Dan-Jan and around towards Sidon. Then they went toward the fortress of Tyre and all the towns of the Hivites and Canaanites. Finally, they went on to Beersheba in the Negev of Judah. After they had gone through the entire land, they came back to Jerusalem at the end of nine months and twenty days. Joab reported the number of the fighting men to the king. In Israel, there were 800,000 able-bodied men who could handle a sword, and in Judah, five hundred thousand. David was conscience-stricken after he had counted the fighting men, and he said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I have done. Now, Lord, I beg you, take away the guilt of your servant. I have done a very foolish thing. Before David got up the next morning, the word of the Lord had come to Gad the prophet, David's seer. Go and tell David, This is what the Lord says. I am giving you three options. Choose one of them for me to carry out against you. So Gad went to David and said to him, Shall there come on you three years of famine in your land, or three months of fleeing from your enemies while they pursue you, or three days of plague in your land? Now then think it over and decide how I should answer the one who sent me. David said to Gad, I am in deep distress. Let us fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is great, but do not let me fall into human hands. So the Lord sent a plague on Israel from that morning until the end of the time designated, and 70,000 of the people from Dan to Beersheba died. When the angel stretched out his hand to destroy Jerusalem, the Lord relented concerning the disaster and said to the angel who was afflicting the people, Enough! Withdraw your hand. The angel of the Lord was then at the threshing floor of Urana the Jebusite. When David saw the angel who was striking down the people, he said to the Lord, I have sinned. I, the shepherd, have done wrong. These are but sheep. What have they done? Let your hand fall on me and my family. On that day Gad went to David and said to him, Go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Urana the Jebusite. So David went up as the Lord had commanded through Gad. When Urana looked and saw the king and his officials coming toward him, he went out and bowed down before the king with his face to the ground. Urana said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? To buy your threshing floor, David answered, so I can build an altar to the Lord. That the plague on the people may be stopped. Urana said to David, Let my Lord the King take whatever he wishes and offer it up. Here are oxen for the burnt offering, and here are threshing sledges, and ox yokes for the wood. Your Majesty, Arana gives all this to the king. Arana also said to him, May the Lord your God accept you. But the king replied to Arana, No, I insist on paying you for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen and paid fifty shekels of silver for them. David built an altar to the Lord there and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then the Lord answered his prayer in behalf of the land, and the plague on Israel was stopped.
1: Here's our Daily Walk devotional thought for today. When called upon to support the work of God with your money, do you give till it hurts or hurt when you give? David provides a valuable model in the matter of giving. When God plagued the Israelites because of David's proud census, the prophet Gad told David to set up an altar on Aruna's threshing floor. It would have been an easy matter for David to confiscate Aruna's property, or at least to accept Aruna's offer of free animals and wood for the sacrifice. But David refused, knowing that such an offering would not be pleasing to God. He said, I insist on paying you for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. Examine your own offerings to the Lord your God. Do you tend to give superficially or sacrificially? Are your gifts the overflow of a grateful heart? As you look forward to your next paycheck, think about increasing the amount you give to your church or another Christian organization you support. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver. Thank you
0: for joining us today for the Daily Walk podcast from Walk Through the Bible. Be with us tomorrow as we continue our life-changing journey through the Bible in a year. Love this episode of the Daily Walk podcast?